listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while we break break it all down. down hey everyone welcome back to another episode i'm brandon and i'm saba and on today's conversation we have the pleasure of speaking with an indoor outdoor regenerative soil grow in newala oklahoma their passion for the plant fuels their fire and the flower looks impeccable if you guys remember episode 95 where we had joe from joe's herb cabinet on our podcast and we're happy to have him join us here again today along with his business partner rand as we tap into his brand kuala craft garden so please welcome joe and rand to the cannabis hangout hi guys hey ladies hello thank you so much for taking time out of your days to be here with us today so happy to have you back joe so let's just go a little bit back joe we've heard from you but rand where did your cannabis journey first begin? When was the first time you consumed? That's a good question. I like that you guys asked that, first of all, because it started, this is probably why I'm a grower now, because that's it all starts from the start, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, back when I was a rollerblader, <laughs> um, everybody smoked in the action <laughs> sports scene. Um, you know, I was at this skate park down in Texas, Eisenberg's, which a lot of Oklahoma people yeah. know. It's in Plano, Dallas. That's where yes. I was kind of raised a little bit. And I was the odd kid out, had a funny style. I didn't, you know, I was, I would say that I worked hard and I was doing good in competition stuff. And, but anyway, I just didn't smoke. And so yes. anyway, um, that's where I started. You know, my, my Texas crew, they got me into it one day after, after even turning pro, I'd officially turned pro for k2 and um didn't smoke and and the pro skaters were like oh we're gonna go blaze more at woodward and i'm like oh no i don't smoke and i'm missing out on the smoke session yeah it's like a part of the lifestyle so yeah finally i um i decided to smoke of my buddies and game changer you know, everybody always harassed me about my style as a skater, my style. And I would try to force it so bad because I was like, oh, I got to fix my style. Yeah. I had the tricks. I had, the, you know, the amplitude and all that. But I skated and we went to the skate park and inhibitions gone. You know, like I didn't care what people thought about my oh, style. Wow. I did exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. I did the tricks that I liked. You got out of your head and yeah. just was able to. It, to the point, like I would count every click on my rollerblade latch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then like when, and this is the first time it ever happened. I went after I got high to the skate park and it was just slap, slap, put them on, didn't care about it. The obsessiveness was gone. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. And That's huge. Cause how old were you? I was about 16 or 17. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, and I definitely had OCD issues. Yeah. Uh-huh. Severe. Mm-hmm. And they're subtle now. Joe can attest to this, but they're still there. Anyway. Yeah. So that's where it all started. Yeah, the the weed helps with your OCD issues. It definitely helps. (laughs) The beauty of the plant, really. Yes. Um, So seasons, they come and go in our like cannabis consumption with ebbs and flows. What season of consumption are you guys both in at the moment, would you say? Oh, we're in the thick of summer right now, right? (laughs) Which means what? (laughs) Uh, The season of consumption? I don't know. It's It's... I mean, we got everything going right now at the do farm. You, yeah. Do you find yourself consuming like more heavily? What I'm saying is like during like certain, or is it just kind of like all the time? Or is there some times where you're like, I don't, you know, smoke as much or like, you know, right now is it, you know, maybe not or maybe more, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think we're smoking a lot right now. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> Me personally, uh, you know, I'm viewing, I'm just finding all sorts of n- new medicinal ways to smoke the cannabis and use it in my life. So each day I have uh, almost a new opportunity to get close to it again. And uh, so, you know, I I don't want to smoke constantly because I do forget things sometimes when I smoke too much. Uh, So, you know, I try to keep that under control. Yeah. So what you said, you're like learning different ways of medicinal ways. What is something that you've learned that like is really cool? They're like, wow, I want to share this. Gosh. 
Uh, well, I would say like mostly body systems, you know, like if I have a tummy ache, I can rely on cannabis to fix that for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's going to be no question whether it's going to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you go I mean, towards like a certain strain or anything or do you just, that? yeah. Or do you just kind of like the plant in general? Uh, most strains work. Yeah. Anything with some good karyophyllene and it usually mm-hmm. helps me. Absolutely. Like Joker juice works really well. Saltwater taffy helps with stomach issues. That I'm cool having. names. Mm-hmm. We have some of that here for you guys. I here. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the Joker juice. Thanks. I love the it's name. Not, I know. They're, <laughs> they're not ones you hear like every day. Yeah. Um, we try to have some exclusive stuff, not to get off topic. Wow. This yeah. smells, no, it's okay. We so want to know about your right up my alley. This smells exactly like what I just posted about that picture. The, yeah. What I was looking for. It smells exactly like kind it. Kind of chemi and juicy. Yeah, it smells it's got GMO-y, a good sweet, gassy. Yeah. This wow, one that had the gas amazing. on it, yeah. Yeah, this is, I'm into the Salt Joker juice. Saltwater taffy is, again, controversial. We'll go ahead and spill beans here. So that's a, a truffaloha cross of some sort. I'm not exactly sure which okay. one. It's quite possible it's a truffaloha times truffaloha from an S1 seed times a clone. And again, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. We call it saltwater taffy. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. Right. Fuck them. Awesome. So, how has cannabis personally been an ally for you throughout your lifetime, especially adulthood? And what do you both use cannabis for personally? Um. Yeah. Well, for me, it's a lot of things. Honestly, I have a lot of you know, as most people. Could, would say many people who smoke veterans um, damaged past you know their mm-hmm. damaged brain from the past mm-hmm. um, and one gardening is an incredible you know relief so smoking has always been a big part of it and, and just because I know it's so good for me that's one of the reasons why I like to the fact that I have people out there that legitimately show up. One of the, Joe used to have Joe's herb cabinet. You know, yeah. That he had patients there that mm-hmm. counted on good medicine. I ran into them. People who came in, terminal patients, mm-hmm. you know, who were like, oh, I love this. I actually smoked this. this is the first time I was able to actually get yeah. some rest. And mm-hmm. that means something, you know. You, you think, you know, oh, I'm growing a medicine. Yeah, and some people are like all, you know, thugged out about it or whatever the, mm-hmm. the cool trend is at the time. But at, at the end of the day, there are some people that genuinely need this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's, I, I genuinely feel like for me, I'm kind of one of those people from the pains that I've had. I've, I broke my back. I've, you know, I've had three knee surgeries. Yeah. I've, I've had, you know, dozens wow. of concussions, you know, being competitive in, in sports back okay. in the day, yeah. a long time <laughs> yeah. ago. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite helpful with all the aches. And then as Joe says, the nausea. You know, I wake up every day with nausea, just maybe it's a lot to do with the food in America, but whatever it is, you know, you got to smoke. And, and as far as the seasons of smoking, I'm smoking a lot right now. And I just got into really chiefing on a nice cigar as I'm outside smoking too. So it's just like a smoke, smoke, smoke thing. (laughs) So you're definitely like, um, a wake and bake type person, Rand. Yeah. Smoke as you wake up and then just throughout the day is needed. And I like it. I dig it. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Joe? Shoot. Cannabis is helping me most right now just by helping me view life and perspective properly. Mm -hmm. Because you get to be around it every day growing it. And you see it's different every day. You could trim all, you know, you could trim all the leaves off and small branches and things. Come back the next day and it looks like you didn't do anything. It's amazing how life goes on and allows you to see that time pass too. Yeah, so. I feel like, yeah, that's that's so true because anytime I'm feeling like overwhelmed or like suffocated by life, I smoke and then it's like I like rise above myself almost and I'm like, okay, you're viewing this as a bigger picture, like in big picture world, this is this little thing is not a big deal. So it helps shift my perspective in so many ways, which I like. I feel like <clears throat> that's been the most beneficial thing as an adult for me using cannabis is my anxiety, it helps not take over. Like, you know, the cannabis eats my anxiety. And the biggest thing like that <laughs> is a problem is when it comes to the medicinal issues is they don't really take into account the mental side of things. So that's why I kind of mentioned, oh, physically, physically. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the truth is mm-hmm. mentally yeah. it is so crucial for me. Mm-hmm. And Joe Jay- can probably attest to my fragility <laughs> of... Um, 
I can just lose it sometimes out on the road. This is why I have to work by myself or only with somebody special like Joe. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just, I'm passionate about what I do. Mm-hmm. I, it has to be right. Yeah. And yeah, so the, the mental aspect, mm-hmm. they really don't take into account, but it is probably the biggest factor. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's so true. I feel like within, um, I've really been more in touch with my mental health over the last two years. And I feel like cannabis has been such a huge ally for me in that, that not that I wouldn't have been able to do it without cannabis, but cannabis just was a huge aid for me and helped really reshift how I saw life and like the hard things that were happening and not to be like dreadful and like, Oh, this is misery, but instead like finding the beauty in the bitter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The tolerable. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Keyword. Yeah. So why do you guys personally think it's important to educate on the proper use of cannabis and like the process of how it's grown? Well, living soil specifically has become quite the hit, you know, the popular it words right now, you know, living soil, living soil. And Joe can, you know, actually Joe is, he would go around to all the grows that many of them that you know now in some of the best dispensaries, you know, hermetic, (laughs) Gray Matter, Native Veteran, uh, Golden Hour, and yeah. even Red Dirt Raised. Who am I missing here? Jackalope. Black Jackalope. Sheep. Kimmy out there. Mm-hmm. We love Kimmy. Shout yeah. out to Kimmy. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Kimmy in a second. Hold that thought. Yes. But um, okay. anyway, um, so Joe was a big driving factor. I personally am... We're, we're like kind of opposites. I'm a little conservative. Joe's yeah. a little liberal, but we're mm-hmm. great buds and, and have great conversations. Yeah. But, and and I lo- I'm strictly, you know, it has to be, Joe can attest to this. It's an organic amendment. We're doing it the right way. We're, we're following the rules. We're, I'm pushing it as hard as I can because we're a specifically commercial, organic, Oklahoma living soil grow. And yes. so we have to be results driven. Yes. But at the same time, you walk into my grow. The smell smells a little different than you walk into a grow that's grown with the Athenas and the and the floor flexes and whatnot, and you can see that. And and so, anyway, I forgot what we were going on about, but <laughs> Joe, the living soil, but th- that aspect is is something Joe yes. also agrees with me on, and that's why he's here. Yes, very important. What would you say, Joe? Uh, what was it again about the question was about the trends or what? <laughs> yeah, just the importance of like the process of growing, um, organic cannabis and, and like, like how you guys grow it and why it's important to be oh, educated on because, it. Yes. Because cannabis has terpenes, cannabinoids, physical traits, color, and then it has smell and then it has something else in it. And it's like the spirit of the plant. And if you treat it well and grow it with love, it makes the plant like way more medicinal yeah and that's i've i know this from experience because i've smoked my own homegrown weed uh and i've and i know exactly what is in it and how it was treated and it's better medicine for me so mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah who knows yeah. yeah that's good yeah you know and the one of the things is is like we were saying, so many of the of, of us have been duped. Mm-hmm. We've all been lied to with the fertilization side of things, mm-hmm. the nutrients. And let yeah. me just touch on that because that is sure. something I, you know, as a head reservoir scrubbing technician at my farm, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've learned one or two things. So graphics and fancy bottles with numbers are all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is stuff that conflicts with what you want in your soil. And the problem is, is even good growers are now getting confused with what's living soil amendments and what isn't and what will conflict and what won't. Mm -hmm. As I said, I won't say anybody names, Mm -hmm. but I had a grower reach out and they said, well, I heard this is what the pros use. And I explained to that grower, well, let me show you what this is derived from, because that's all that really matters. This has great. This has a couple bacillus, subtilis, you know, microbes in it, but it also happens to use tons of kelp. So now it's basically a kelp input. And kelp in Oklahoma is horrible because we have the worst um, or the lowest standard or the highest standard of heavy metals. And so now you are basically having to consider this, what the pros use microbe input as a kelp input because it would just Mm. be, it would throw off your heavy metals. So then the other fact that it also had potassium hydroxide in it, and this is why education is important. Potassium hydroxide, otherwise known as lye, (laughs) you know, a caustic carcinogenic material. You know, so you don't want too much of that yeah. going into your plants. 
we don't want any of it over at yeah. Koala Garden. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good, that's, that's good to know. And I feel like people who are listening that aren't in a grow, have never been to a grow, but love cannabis or to consume it, mm-hmm. things like conversations like these are so important and little pieces of, you know, knowledge of, like that are so important because now they're going to be like, okay, wait, so like how is the cannabis that I consume grown and is it really affecting my body or like my throat or my th- smoke experience differently versus smoking something that's super clean that I've never known about before maybe. Exactly. You know? And one of the things is like, for instance, these chemicals and fertilizers that you're talking about that can eventually build up, they're meant to be used in a correct way mm-hmm. where they're used up into the plant correctly or they're not too leached out into the soil. And that's fine. I don't want to, I'm not knocking salt growers here. This is not what we do. However, um, if you put that into your plant, you know, constantly, mm-hmm. you're going to smoke that eventually too. If you're constantly using a product that has a little bit of lye in it and you have so many products that have a little bit of lye in it, mm-hmm. then now you've got all this, I mean, and as much as you're having to pump it through in cocoa, cause you're constantly having to feed cocoa. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a living soil bed, it's a machine mm-hmm. that is, is working for you and you don't have to constantly pump nitrates into it. Yeah. That's so, it's so interesting. The grow world is so... I know when you're Deep. not when you're not in complicated. it. Yeah, it's complicated, but yeah. I feel like it's so important for everyone to try to wrap their minds around the ins and outs of the entire process. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. of like it's it's more than just going into your dispensary and choosing, mm-hmm. you know, whatever strain you choose. There's so much more to it. And like this is why we have people on like you with mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of passion and like a lot of great knowledge to be able to share to people because everyone needs to know and sometimes we need a nudge and like waking up to yeah. something that we haven't been enlightened to mm-hmm. you know and yeah because I feel like I didn't know about living soil until like really when we started this podcast and yeah, I, I worked in the dispensary. Yeah. yeah I feel like that's I still don't know about living soil on this podcast right now <laughs> okay yeah As, that's okay so clear. That's, yes <laughs> it is so complicated the only true living soil is out in the middle of you know nature yeah. in the ground mm-hmm. that's been there doing it right you know we can mimic as many processes mm-hmm. as yeah. we want and you can get your living soil beds up to a certain great standard where they're really working for you and there are people who are doing that here i know mm-hmm. for a fact and that's great but we will never be you know local fungi growing yeah. huge you know connected to every plant mm-hmm. within a mile we will never have the biological inputs as a great na- natural living soil yeah yeah, yeah. No, yeah. i hear you yeah that's good so we're that's all we're really doing is yeah. trying our best to mimic, mimic as yeah. many of the processes as we can for instance the microbe teas and the fungal teas mm-hmm. and the compost teas it can all be a bit confusing i personally even like I, this is speaking from experience you know, coming into the game, Alex mm-hmm. from Hermetic, yeah. Mr. Ritter, I believe yeah. you guys just had that yes, gentleman on. I love the guy. He's great. You know, the Saturn uh, worshiper. <laughs> <laughs> he um, he asked me when I first moved here if I'm in living soil. And I said no, because <laughs> I didn't. I truly what I thought was if you don't have worms in your soil, mm-hmm. it's not living soil. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. Okay. And. That might be somebody's idea of what mm-hmm. living soil is, that if you don't have the microbes, the fungus, the nematodes, the bacteria, you know, the carbon and the worms and the, you know, arthropods and yada, yada, it can go on and on and on. Right. Yeah. You know, at what point am I just going to tear down my walls and plant everything just into the ground and it's then, okay, have true living soil? Yeah. So no, I know <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong for no. making those. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, that's where Kimmy does come into play. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say, Kimmy. She, you know, first off, let's talk about female growers. Mm, <laughs> it's <bad-ass>. controversial. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I don't care. <laughs> She's a good grower. That's yeah. it. She's. I go to her great. for input. Because she knows what she's doing. That's it. You know, Mm -hmm. she's just a good grower. And in the realm of respected growers, y'all should know, you know, well, let me call this good girl grower. No, that's not. It's called Kimmy because she knows how to do this outdoor hoogle. And in fact, that's what me and Joe did. Yeah. The hoogle beds. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh That's awesome. Yep. We had a, we had, you know, basically, you know, had some excess wood, (laughs) which we uh, collected. Broke it into small pieces, you know, arm, you know, forearm uh, length, maybe chainsawed it up and then dug a pit. Yeah. Dug a pit. Uh, maybe two, three, two, feet three feet deep. Yeah. Uh, 25 by 25. Yeah. And then, boy, 
it was cold at this time too. And on Koala Garden, it's uh, out in it's out in the country, you know. There's a uh, barnyard animals all around while you're doing your work, so like you're constantly being bothered by like <laughs> roosters, <Yes>. uh, geese, <laughs> and under siege constantly by these farm animals. I love how you paint everything. Then, I know I'm imagining this so perfectly in my yes, head. Yes, but essentially we dug that pit and then uh, did our best to um, to follow best, you know, the best instructions that we could, mm-hmm. you know, understand <laughs> and that, that we had access to for yeah. resources as well. I think that was the main thing. It turned out pretty yeah. good, I think. Yeah. Did, did you feel like it was an easy process of just, is it like stacking a bunch of different materials into this I, two to three feet ground bed? Remember that Tourette's thing that I was talking yeah. about? <laughs> this <laughs> that, is where it all came yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> it's ugly because you got these sticks, po- they, you, 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 you got to layer a whole thing of logs that are mm-hmm. all broken. They're not straight logs. Yeah. yeah. And then you, we buried it with very, you know, the, the mulch. Uh-huh. And then we put a thin layer of sand that it could, everything could drain through before we put the topsoil on top of that. Yeah. Anyway, Kimmy knows how to do this much better than us. Let's just put it that way. And it is tough. And she's done a lot more. And I'm, I'm not looking forward to doing another one anytime yeah. soon. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Ugh, it gives you experience. And then- yeah. And it's, I feel like <laughs> it's an art have. in itself just to do something like that because it's... I mean, layering and then just making sure everything's right and mm-hmm. even and, you know, it's like you have to practice and practice yeah. makes perfect. And it, it goes back to, well, that's the point where we're like, all right, well, let's get rid of the walls. Yeah. You know, let's go outside. Mm-hmm. Let's go into the ground because mm-hmm. it's in the ground. So we're going to get some of the local microbes, some of the local fungi, probably some of the local pests. So. Yeah. But we're ready for it. So, we're, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun. We wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. If you're a cannabis business, a grower, processor, or retailer in Oklahoma, and you're looking for help handling the unique financial challenges that you face in this industry, Yusuf Abbasi with Canna Tax and Accounting is ready for you. It's actually relieving to find someone who knows what you need and can make the process smooth for you. If you're feeling overwhelmed with all of the current and upcoming regulations, Yusuf is a great partner to help you achieve financial success in the cannabis industry. For further information, send an email over to yusuf at canatax.com. That's Y-U-S-U-F at K-A-N-N-A-T-A-X dot com. If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. So where did the name Koala come from? Koala Gardens. That's uh, just, you know, we're at a holler down in Nawala, you know, so we call it Koala. Hey, <laughs> Koala. Like Joe said, it's out in the backwoods and, and we're big, deep back there and I love it. Shoot my guns and have all my animals. I don't shoot my guns actually too much. My dogs don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Come to find out. That's that compassion <laughs> thing coming dogs. into play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Speaking of the farm, have you, how long have you been out there? Have you grown up on a farm? Is this like your first time like having animals and stuff on a farm or what is that? Um, so as far as farming goes, I did live in Oklahoma briefly mm-hmm. when I was a younger man, about 10, 11, 12 years old. Okay. I hated it. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a school and it was just like, uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, we had a little bit of farm there. My neighbors had, um, my neighbors had animals and I helped with animals there and okay. horses and all that stuff. And then we moved to Texas and I was involved with horses there with my, a, a best friend of mine there. Okay. And, um, yeah, so then out here, I, I wanted to get the farm and, you know, the plan's been to get horses, but the growing, the, the weed has just been so prevalent yeah. and it takes a lot of time, but we do got the chickens. I got my one legged goose Peebly out there. Nice. He's like my orphan Aww. son basically. Um, and then Peebly. I got all my dogs <laughs> and, you know, dealing with the snakes. So it's busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> dealing with the snakes before we hopped on the podcast, you were telling me a story and I was like, no, save it. So other people can Yeah, I'll tell you. So we, I woke up this morning. I told you I had an early morning. So. It started yesterday. Yes. <laughs> I light depth the greenhouse. We hand depth the greenhouse that me and Joe have that we're very proud of. It's looking real good, our hand depth greenhouse. Awesome. And um, so I closed it a little early, went out there this morning to see, and I found the snake that's been eating my eggs. And initially, uh, the night before, I'd fa- I went out and I reached in to grab eggs, and it was dark. 
and I feel, Ooh. I start feeling right. I, I felt <gasps> oh the snake. Oh my god! You felt the snake. I, oh you my crazy. god! 100%. Like out of one of those haunted houses, you know, where no, you feel the skin. No, it's no. an actual snake Why in there. Why did you do that? <laughs> I, I was just getting eggs. I went out to collect out. eggs. You need to get the eggs so they don't get stepped on. I mean, you, you know. Didn't know anyway, the snake was there, oh but you god. just like patted its head. I, I felt it, and I didn't realize, and then I felt it again, and immediately, oh my god, I realized. I oh, that's a snake. So I came out, and that was the one that it had an egg in its mouth, and I tried to catch it. Then I got the egg out of its mouth and got my egg back <laughs> and then i put it Imagine. into a bucket it snuck out of the bucket and it got out but this morning it was there and i caught it like i said i gave it an egg out of the kindness of my heart because it, it missed out the night before well you also <laughs> said you didn't kill it no no that's the main thing and i didn't kill it yeah put it in the bucket gave it an egg took it down the road and released it on the federal land and then like my, i do with all snakes and then my <laughs> following up question was why didn't you kill it and what was the heart behind not killing it because you you're either the kind of person who kills that mother chicken on <laughs> your farm, or you might start Have a heart. feeling different things. So I'll tell you the story that I was saying that <laughs> the story of the mole. This is why I think that the culmination of it. I'm just yeah. as I get older, I get more compassionate. I, I you know, love, I have dogs I now. I love them more than anything. Yeah. Um, my my goose, I love like a child. <laughs> anyway, oh, I, I first moved here and I caught the, I was getting all the the gophers or moles, whatever they are. Yeah, Peebly. You guys gotta come meet them. We're gonna have a barbecue. Brooke says you guys gotta come, by yeah. the way, to the okay, pool. Too. It'll be a good time. Yeah, you yeah, guys are all invited. <laughs> um, so anyway, I catch this mole and I go out to get it out of the trap and I pull the thing up stupidly because I was just dumb when I first moved here about nature. And I pull it out of the ground and just its arm comes out. I felt horrible. And then... Anyway, <laughs> I go on and I, 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 months later, I put another trap out and I catch this. I, it's, it pops. So I go to dig it up and it's the mole with the one arm. And I saw that it was head had healed up and it was good and it was good to go and it was kicking. And, and I, I honestly just cried because I was so sad that this animal full of spirit, much like mine, yeah. I could compare to, you know, mm-hmm. a fighter out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up taking and, and I felt really bad about that. So. You know, I put him out in the field and give him a nice spot. But yeah. anyway, this compassion just, you know, it's starting to show up as you as you get out into nature. Yeah. And Joe, mm. Joe loves this stuff. He he comes screaming around the corner the other day. So you guys know Soil Guru, Val? Yes. Okay, I think you had him on. Yes, yeah. we did. Yes. Anyway, Val, he, he's, he gave me a sack. He wanted me to try his soil and, uh, of dirt. <laughs> his sack of dirt, <laughs> not a sack of wheat. <laughs> Um, and Joe comes, literally comes screaming in the group, ran, ran, ran. I've been looking all my life for, what was it? Stinging nettle. Yeah. <laughs> I've never found any ever. And there's one growing in the middle of that bag from Soil Guru. <laughs> he was so stoked. And what I'm like, what? Stinging nettle. What's stinging nettle? What is stinging nettle? nettle? It's an herb. Yeah, it's an herb. Yeah. It's re- very nutritious, high in iron. You can make a tea out of it if you like. Uh, but <laughs> it's the big best, in Britain for that. You know, you can buy it at the okay. herb shop, but cool. it's better to uh, get yourself to grow it yourself wow. uh, because you can touch it. Yeah. Which you don't want to do. It'll deliver a sting to you. Will it? Oh, really? you know, and it can be useful for you medicinally. Hmm. Say you're having some sort of um, um, allergic reaction to mm-hmm. something. Go to the nettle, put your hand in it, and maybe it'll make that stop. Really? You know? what, what, what kind of sting are we talking? Like an electric R- well, sting or like a buzz or well, like what are we I, talking? I called Randover. I said, look, Rand, a stinging nettle. I said, if you touch it, it'll sting you. And then Rand touched it. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> too much. Too it's, much. It, it stung me. What? Stung. Like how? Like what kind oh of sting? Oh, my God. It is. Describe it. Every single nerve ending. On your hand, on my hand, felt like it was like just being no way. sent into overdrive. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think straight just because my hand was stinging. Because you it touched was, an herb. Oh my god, it was yes. so bad. I, I like grabbed it to transplant it out. Like I grabbed it out of the bag and put it into the pot. Not because I had touched it a little bit. Joe's yeah. like, it'll sting you. It'll sting you. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <no." laughs> sure enough, and I went. I can't. I mean, the only other sting I felt like that was when I got stung by stingrays out in California. Wow. Uh, and and I immediately thought this has to be similar to that, a phytotoxin, which it is, I've come to find out. Okay. I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And the way to kill that is by heat, putting hot water on it. So I immediately okay. ran inside and put hot water on thinking, and that did work. I asked Joe. Joe's like, oh, it'll go away in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck like that. that. <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys sound like such a fun duo together I out there. I feel like you guys balance each other out well with like Y'all probably just who you both are. You <laughs> yeah, can get thick in there. Yeah, it's a great time farming out there with Rand. He's got a really nice farm out there. Uh, I really enjoy spending time out there. There's a plethora of plants in the in the prairie. Oh, I can only imagine. Joe knows them all. Oh, I love I, that. That's so sure. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to know to have plant knowledge is something that I've always wanted because it's plants can be so over. They don't have to be, but they can be so overwhelming because there's so many different kinds and like they all do different things. And some um, people are attracted more to like learning and yes, wanting to know that. Yeah, and yeah. I'm so fascinated by those people. Yeah. Like you know so much about herbs, and it's so like. And there's also a plant ID app for your phone. <laughs> that called, helps uh, too. Yeah. Okay. Plant, yeah. What's called, it called? That's right. It's called PlantNet. PlantNet? It tells yeah, you how to like okay. take care of it. You take a picture of it, right? Take a picture of it and it'll tell you what the herb is or the plant is. Okay. You know, That's what great, I need to do. I know. Same. PlantNet. Plant plant yeah. I think I could get into, I mean, I, I hate that technology has to be my delivery for it, but yeah. I know. There's you some know, books too. Get and into plant more and be like, <laughs> oh, that's what I have to do. It makes it so much more convenient. Yeah. But really opening a book is probably yeah. the best. There's, a good, there's multiple uh, good local books. Okay. Check a full circle bookstore. They have a lot of I love local that bookstore. It's cool. <laughs> Oklahoma uh, specific uh, plant ID books. Oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. It's great to know that stuff. Just going out there and it walking is. with Joe on the different parts of my land. Mm-hmm. He like, oh, oh, you know, what was that fern one that you found? Oh, the yarrow. The yarrow. Joe's like, oh God, you got yarrow everywhere. <laughs> this stuff, we could sell this and make some, I'm like, we sell weed. <laughs> <laughs> but we can do some herbs too. You need to like take a, a camera out there and do like a series on the prairie with mm-hmm. with Joe and Rand. Joe and Rand. It's like Rand. all these like, I've been like telling Rand herbs. I've been telling Rand we need to do this. So. <laughs> well, here, this is your sign. Yeah, this is your sign. <laughs> I, we, we're pretty busy with digging dirt along. <laughs> I have so. to do a set up a camera. You you well have you come out and show us all okay, how about that? Perfect. Maybe we can be like show like your film those crew. Funny things. We Done. can like just follow you guys around. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny. We'll tell my happen. wife about it. She's actually over here at that prairie surf. I don't want to talk too much about it, get her in okay. trouble or anything, okay. but that's yes. one of the cool things is we're out here. So cool. You know, mm-hmm. I came out here from California yeah. from okay. disaster California twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Oh, I can only imagine. Um and then I sold my sailboat. Oh my girlfriend, oh, basically. Oh, oh, I loved her. Um and then Moved out here. My wife was cool enough. We actually weren't married at the time. Okay. But she's like, you got to get out of here. And she's working remote. So we moved out here. I was growing weed at the time and doing my lights. Mm -hmm. And I was doing, I was selling LED lights in 2020. That was a good racket. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Okay. So then um, we moved. She, I mentioned it to her. I said, what, well, first of all, all these people are order, ordering lights for me in Oklahoma. If mm-hmm. I may go on about this for real, real quick. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because this is how the farm came about. Yeah. Um, so I'm selling all these lights to California, like 50, 100 batches. And I'm like, what the hell is going on in Oklahoma? Right. You know, like right. literally it was like, take note. So I called one of the guys that was ordering my stuff and was like, what's the deal out there? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like $2,500 get a license. You got to pay another 500 to the, you know the Tulsa King OBNDD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so I was like, what? And I was like, and how many plants are you allowed to have? He's like, what do you mean? How many plants am I allowed to have? And I'm like, what? And then I'm like, well, how much of your land are you allowed to grow on? And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, <laughs> come on out. They crazy California. <laughs> I'm like, what? You can grow as much as you want on any part of your land. And then no crazy you know environmental Mm -hmm. and water crazy thing just ridiculous not that that's not happening now but at the time right so i i showed tanya maybe i shouldn't say her name my wife anyway okay um i showed i showed my wife um what uh what you can get in oklahoma for half of what we were looking at houses way off the beach in compton that was Mm -hmm. still waiting to you know be you know renovated more yeah. and more in neighborhood right and they, they were like seven hundred thousand dollar houses out there and i'm like mm-hmm. well look f- half the yeah. price in oklahoma you get five acres mm-hmm. a five bedroom house a shop yada yada i'm like and she's like oh wait a minute okay let me look at this yeah so we flew out we took a look and we ended up getting a spot and so cool. just made the ball happen you know kept the ball rolling and yeah. made it happen and here we are That's and awesome. i got joe working for me and Joe's the best. So I really, we are, you know, it feels great having Joe. It's a complete 
That's you know, cool. That's awesome. Puzzle. I feel like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And like the timing is, you know, right yep. for everything and how you like transition from doing what you were doing with the herb cabinet mm-hmm. and to what you're doing with Rand. Yep. I feel like it suits you really well. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good for yeah, me. Yeah. It's really yes. neat. So what's the process of you guys choosing the strains you want to grow and what goes into your garden? Um, we like the, the terps, you know, it's gotta be loud. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of, you know, that's, that's grower talk. Got the terp, terpatonic, terpenetic. <laughs> but to you personally, loud yeah. is a different, maybe something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need it to be, you know, you smell it and it's unique. Here, for instance, I got one that I don't think I've showed. Did you smell the OMFG? No. Check out the OMFG. And OMFG. this is, this is yeah. so, we don't get too wild. We have some stuff that's just, this was um, exotic mics, exotic genetics, you know. Okay. Yes. It, it's starting to get a little more popular, but. That red wow. candy. And that was a very unique pheno that I helped hunt mm. too. So I think we kind of oh, got yummy. Just this you smell it stands out. Yeah. The smell has got to be number one. We mm-hmm. then work meticulously hard to try to make the look work. And OMFG is a perfect example. How many times have we grown this show? Three. Three, four, maybe. Four. And you at least grown it with me three mm-hmm. runs. And we still didn't dial it in, right? Yeah. No, Until this round, mm-hmm. we feel like we've got we now know more. Of yeah. how it grows and how we can whittle the plant down and what mm-hmm. it needs and really get it to what the look that we want. It's got the profile. Mm-hmm. So we're competing with people who are growing big old donks, you know, with yeah. Athena. Mm-hmm. And that, that you know, despite what we want to believe is, mm-hmm. oh, the customer would buy our stuff if they knew it was healthier. Well, you know, yeah. big, giant, shiny buds, you know, do the trick. Yes, <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. So this is a great transition into my next question, which is it like every every plant grows in a different way. What's your favorite challenge to solve in the garden when it comes to your plants? I would say uh, my favorite challenge is when you accidentally harvest way more weed than you can handle. <laughs> yeah, that's that a, great a great challenge. That would be a great challenge That's a great challenge. I would say my favorite challenge is dialing in. Like I don't, and I don't have a feed program. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I... No, I have been doing it a long time and you can say, I'm, you know, soil tests and, and, and plant tests. I've listened to some soil tests and mm-hmm. sometimes the science is wrong, unfortunately, yeah. you know, and that happened to us last round. You know, the soil test didn't tell us the truth. And so I look at my plants and I see what they want and I give it to them. And that's how mm-hmm. it works. I try to do my best to, with the recipe that I know and I've learned over the years, it started with Subcool's Super Soil Recipe, okay. which is pretty popular. If you guys don't know, I would say take a look into it. Okay. Um, may he rest in peace, Subcool. Uh, and that has um, been changed a little bit to have to deal with, like I said, my specific niche, and this is all I claim to be somewhat decent at, Oklahoma commercial living soil growing. That's what I'm, you know, that niche. There's a lot of things outside of that, but that's specifically what I'm trying to do. So again, I like trying to give my plants the best they can get, get that super good flavor and that super good aroma that, uh, you know, my brands come to be known for. But then I'm also still to this day, ask Joe, okay, this is the round. I want to get donks. You know, I want donks without having to touch any of that crap. And and I'm pushing Mm -hmm. my plants and we got our living soil beds right where we want. We, you know, we're moving forward constantly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Love to hear that. I do too. So being surrounded by the cannabis plant daily, I know it's going to be a challenge and it can, you know, you're working on it every day, but like, you know, we know it can move us and touch us in certain ways. What is like your favorite thing about walking in the, into the room and like you're surrounded by all these babes? Like what, what do you feel? Hmm. Wow. I'm going to start Joe. Yeah. Probably just... (laughs) You know, just admiration for, for, for all creation. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what it comes down to with cannabis. If you walk into a big fucking room full of cannabis with huge flowers on them, especially, mm-hmm. yeah, it's magical. Yeah. Every time I walk into a grow, it is magical. Yeah. And I know that Joe's admiration helps me. Yes. It does because it's the like balance. it, it, it reinvents. Yeah. Because I've been doing it for a couple of years now, and right. Joe's just come on board this year, okay. and it's been great, and I love it. It's a godsend, and but it also, like I said, it's 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 what I love doing. You know, you mm-hmm. you know, we're really trying to push the plants, and I think the plants are getting. It's so funny because they are getting that yin and yang, like yeah. you were saying. Yeah. Um, Joe's in there; he loves 
um, whittling the plants down, you know, really crop man or what's it, canopy management. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always trimming away and making sure they're they're shaped up right mm-hmm. and i don't really like doing that but he yeah. likes doing that mm-hmm. and i think they appreciate that he at least cares about doing that and because then if i'm doing it they know that i don't really care yeah <laughs> we talk <laughs> like, sometimes we're in there we're like hey plants and it's like hey joe <laughs> you know, we listen awesome. we listen to you know beethoven or uh or vivaldi we yeah. listen to vivaldi i show them alonis <laughs> nice yeah we also listen to they're Alanis. very well-versed plants uh-huh. yeah. yeah i mean we put we do a couple things differently you know like like you said it's just it's it's a fun duo over there and yes. it is <laughs> i think yeah. it appears that way and, and you, we are doing some of the things that maybe people hope and think we're doing like we got magnets under our water <laughs> we're growing we're growing microbe teas that I'm, I mean, I'm putting under the microscope and checking, making sure we're growing huge colonies. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That microscope work is really, I've, I've learned a lot about cannabis especially, but I've never, you know, had the opportunity to look at the microbes yeah. under the microscope. I like bet that. that's a whole different, um, learning curve of just oh, like yeah. being able to not, maybe not a curve, I don't know, <laughs> but like just like this whole wonder that you yeah. get to be exposed to that you don't yeah. <laughs> see that close up on the regular. I mean, like I don't, so I'm like, I would learn so much yeah. from being able to dial in and be like, whoa, <laughs> you know, I know so. it's just fun to look at too. Yeah. It's like, oh, Awesome. Yeah, it's kind of trippy. You're yeah. like, what am I dialing into? <laughs> yeah. It's nice yeah. to see, you know, to verify everything. Yeah. So, like, we'll check, is the mammoth pee actually mm-hmm. active? Mm-hmm. You know, not that that would be my go-to, but I'm not going to knock any brands over yeah. here. <laughs> um, is, is, is the nematodes that we got, are there actual nematodes? Are mm-hmm. they still alive? And sure enough, they are. You know, I can yeah. pop them under the microscope, find some nematodes. Um, let's pull up our living soil and do a quick dilution test. Are, are we, do we actually have living soil right now? Is there microbes living there? Sure enough, there's microbes living That's there neat. doing okay. their thing. That's cool. So this is what the microscope does. It verifies mm-hmm. what you're seeing. And, you know, I've had multiple fertilizer companies, big brands, advanced nutrients and, okay. and, and, and earth juice and send me products that they want put to the test because they see how rigorous okay. I am about showing off what it is and showing right. what it's derived from. And some of them, I won't go into you know details, they fail greatly. Mm-hmm. You know, these people that charge a lot for a lot of yeah. inert ingredients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So take this, if you're going to take anything from this, if anybody's listening to this for education, look at what it's derived from mm-hmm. and just go get what it's derived from. You yeah. know, forget this diluted 99% inert. Take out the middleman of it is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. There's good products mm-hmm. that have some inertness to this. For instance, great white. Mm-hmm. You know, great white is a microbe with endo and ectomycorrhiza. It's got a whole, you know, assortment of, of bacillus and, and, and helpful um, microbes that break are part of phosphorus cycle. One especially... Um, part of the nitrogen cycle. So you can use it in all parts of your grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, and that's mostly inert, but it's nice for application purposes because you don't, in, in, in some of these that were, if they're concentrated, you're talking about a, a, a quarter of a teaspoon for 50 gallons. And it's mm-hmm. hard to kind of spread that out. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So it's nice mm-hmm. to have some products that are inert, but right. it's other ones that are these bottles of 99% water and 0.1% microbe. It's like, just don't waste your money. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. Okay, so here's a question for just the basic plant person, just anybody listening. What is a piece of plant knowledge that you would like to share with somebody growing anything, just on a very basic level? Maybe less is more. And in, in what way? In what way? Um, fertilizer only, mainly. Okay, <laughs> and that's the that's the biggest thing is. Because um, you get this fertilizer, the fertilizer game is just, you know, I'm heavy into seeing what's what's this, what's that. Yeah. And it's such a big part of growing, obviously. So, you know, it's not some hidden fact in living soil or anything like that. So the big thing I would say is people are always punching it up, punching it up, punching it up. And they, they want to use these products that promise this and promise that and promise the world and big juicy yeah. buds. And it's like, that means absolutely nothing. I, I don't even see that anymore. I look at what it's derived from and that's mm-hmm. it. So... Don't fall for the bells and whistles, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, you know, less is more and, and you don't have to have the fancy colored 
cool graphic monopotassium phosphate for monopotassium phosphate to work. You don't have to have the cool, you know, um, Tribis or I won't say the brand. You don't have to have the cool bottled microbes that are way overpriced and mostly inert for yeah. to, to find the same success. Right. So, yeah. you know, just uh, get out of the get out of the system of I'm being sold this stuff that they're they're hiding what it is yeah. so much. So th- that's the that's the biggest thing. Is you don't need to go spend money on everything. So mm-hmm. that's why less is more. You don't need the big brands. You nice. don't need to give it yeah. tons of fun. Yeah, you good. don't need to do this. Do give it lots of love. Yeah, that's good. Joe, do you have any advice? I'd say uh, I'd say plants can they can communicate with us in ways that we don't understand. They release plant uh, like chemicals. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm pretty sure in some way, but I don't think we can register them, but mm-hmm. I think the plants are trying to communicate with each other and with us quite yeah. possibly. Yeah. I think so. I mean, if, if cannabis responds to people's like voice and their tone and mm. music energy. and their energy and how they speak to them, then I believe that all plants do that. Like at night growing up and I'm, I've told the story before on here, but my mom, Growing up, she always taught me not to disturb plants at night, not to walk on the grass if you can help it, not to mess with the tree because she's like, they're still living beings too and they're sleeping. Like it's nighttime and you don't disturb them. It's disrespectful. So like, at, I mean, I still do that to this day. Like if I'm walking by, if I can help it, I won't walk in grass. Like I just don't want to disrupt what's resting. Yeah. Because it, it's a living thing. And your mom recognized that mm-hmm. even grass was sensitive to the light cycle. Mm-hmm. And I think cannabis is super sensitive to yeah. the light cycle. Mm-hmm. And if you if you change the amount of darkness on an indoor grow, it'll it'll change the plant. Yeah. It's you it's know? so crazy it'll how vastly it, Yeah. On a basic level it'll mm-hmm. make it flower. Yeah. <laughs> but know? even yeah. even you've seen, you know, before the lights go out they know it's about to be nighttime. So they already stop respirating yeah. as much or okay. go into higher respiration. I forget which one it is. Yeah. So yeah, they start to go to sleep and fall down a little bit. Mm. It's That's interesting. Cool. Wow. Like they know. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, they do know. I mean, it's... it's, it's That's why you don't want to disturb them, like yeah. you said. Yeah, you don't disturb them at night. So yeah. anybody listening, don't disturb plants at yeah, night. Yeah, <laughs> for real. So, Rand, what's the stigma surrounding the cannabis plant that you would like to see changed? Oh, my God. What stigma? There's so many, you know, know. the kids. Oh, it's so dangerous for the kids. That's the absolute Mm -hmm. most nonsense. Peanut butter is dangerous to kids. Okay. Peanut butter. All right. Mm -hmm. Has killed way more children than weed never has. You know, Um, it should have been given to kids. In fact, I was on Ritlin as a child. And Mm -hmm. at some point I realized that I don't know what it was, maybe just rebellion in general, but I didn't want to take it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. At like 13. Mm -hmm. And that was good when I stopped taking it. And then, then until 13, till about 16, mm-hmm. 17, like I was saying, smoking, I really kind of was like a wild, scatterbrained, mm-hmm. you know, but at least I wasn't on meth. Yeah. You know? I mean, really? Seriously. So uh, even giving kids, you know, if they, if they can give kids meth, okay, I'm sorry. If they can give kids meth, they can figure out how to process this very clean plant that mm-hmm. I, they can come talk to me and Joe, you yeah. know, you know, you see how we do it on our farm. Obviously, you know, it, it's, more ideal than most, but it's not bad. Almost any farm, you know, obviously mm-hmm. yeah. get the good weed and, and turn it into a good medicine. Go ahead and give that to the kid. You know, we've already yeah. seen, um, what, what's the, the, the spasms. I forget. I'm epilepsy. Epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Thank you. That yeah. it solves that one. And then yeah. there's people with, uh, I believe the cerebral palsy mm-hmm. and that, yeah. that helps immediately. I mean, there's so many and they just don't want this to be known. Obviously I'm going to be the right wing conspiracy theorist over here. Cause I got Joe, my balance. Okay, I'm, with so, you. <laughs> um, I'm with you. I'll balance you. <laughs> they just don't, they just, you know, they, I believe that it's the nonsense they come yeah. up with. Mm-hmm. And we pushed real hard for that SB 437 to not get passed. And I believe we may have had a little bit of say in it. I don't yeah. want to sell myself out here if they're listening, but they're um, listening. we, we were calling the media. We were letting them know how many jobs were going to be lost if they passed that. And the nonsense they add in talking yeah. about fentanyl. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is why we have a legal market Yeah, because we now can trust people who are licensed mm-hmm. and regulated to say when you walk in that door, and I can sh- assure you there's not one dispensary in Oklahoma or one dispensary manager, purchaser, who's going to see somebody, if it ever were to actually exist, walk in with fentanyl-laced 
you yeah, know, cannabis. traveled yeah. from Mexico cannabis and, and, and even consider it, you know, it would yeah. be, it would probably be laughable if that happened. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying that stigma is just nonsense. And, and that's them actually going against us. They're creating yeah. nonsense right. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me be clear. It's the kid. The kids are probably better off with cannabis, you know, peanut butter kills more kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ritalin is obviously we've lost many kids to that from self-harm, you know, and and Adderall and and, and these multiple, you know, prescription pills. So anyway, that's that's my biggest thing about this is that it's it's just so far ridiculously thought of as some danger. And it's just not. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. That's very well said. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Do you have? Well, I I mean, yeah, I would say the stigma that the government has against cannabis businesses, mm-hmm. you know, it makes it so hard to function. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, in my opinion, the government had a and their regulations had a big part uh, to do with the closing of my old shop. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Because mm-hmm. it, it, they were just making life so unhappy mm-hmm. because right. they pass laws and they make statements that call you a criminal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I say most businesses you give benefits to to encourage them to succeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Government. Right. Supposedly. Well, yeah. look at the movie industry. They were looking at getting an 80 million dollar tax incentive and that would have been for people who don't even work in Oklahoma. That was for people who come in from out of state to yeah. work in Oklahoma yeah. to get a tax incentive for them being so open to yeah. to, you know, um capitalist business here, but yeah, As Joe said, think, doesn't yeah. seem to be the case in the cannabis industry. Yeah. Yeah. Where's well, our $80 million tax incentive? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going uh, right back in their pockets. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah, that would be nice to, to yeah. see that ever change. And I imagine as time goes on, it will change. Mm-hmm. And cannabis will be treated just like uh, tomatoes will. Right. And mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually that time will come. But gosh, yeah. I'd say everyone should contact the their representatives and ask them about cannabis and then tell them I'm never going to vote for you if they don't get on yeah. board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So vote them out. That's what I say. Yeah. That's good. That is good. Well, guys, <laughs> I think this, yeah, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Thank you both so much for being here, chatting with us, sharing your journey, your stories and everything about Koala Gardens. Yes, and to keep up with Rand and Joe, be sure to follow them on Instagram. It's at Koala Garden. That's K-U-W-A-L-L-A Garden. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure to listen to next week's. And as always, Brand, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.